0: Hey guys, Alex here with the AJ Nashville podcast. Hey, I just want to take a moment and thank our sponsors. House on the Rock Home Inspection with Dave Ganatra. You can feel free to reach his team at 615-717-7900. Let me tell you, when it comes to protecting your greatest asset that you ever purchase, Dave's got you covered. Builders fear this man. Feel free to reach out to his team. Once again, 615-717-7900. Next on our great list of sponsors is the Rap Lab. Any type of printed marketing that you're looking for, maybe it's a wrap on your vehicle, maybe it's a new logo design for your new company, reach out to Rich at the Wrap Lab. Let him know I sent you 615-913-0372. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with Mr. Jeff Perry. Say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Actually, we have a new microphone setup, new mixing board setup. If you do enjoy the new setup do me a favor and shoot me a comment give me a like if you're seeing this on facebook i'm interested to know if this new equipment made that big of a difference because equipment is not cheap is it jeff no no not at all especially we're using a microphone right now that was pretty legendary it was used to record thriller almost all the audio tracks on thriller was recorded using the shure sm7b thriller michael jackson thriller yeah but uh, also Joe Rogan uses it on his podcast, which I'm a big fan of Joe's. And so seeing it, I'm like, I have to have it because he always sounds so su- silky smooth when you're listening to him on his podcast. Is it's it? like he gets on there. He's like, hey, guys, this is Joe Rogan. I I just want to entice you with my words. How you doing today? Kind of freaking me out. Whatever. Anyways, so today's podcast is stemmed from something that I saw – Over the weekend. And that was a post in one of the groups. It is a private loan officer group, but it kind of made me think, you know, how many other people uh, kind of feel or believe the same way? And it was from a buddy of mine, Mr. Andrew Cady. He posted something. And by the way, Andrew's a badass loan officer down in Florida. He does a lot for veterans, just does a lot for people in general. He's kind of newer to the business, but he's just killing it. So Andrew posted, if your volume is down this year, What do you think the contributing factors are? And there was a lot of different posts and a lot of responses, people saying, I just moved here. Uh, Things have slowed down because inventory is lacking, things like that. And of course, my response was, you know, my business is down because the earth is flat, which completely smart ass response. I was doing it just to be ignorant. I wanted to get a rise out of people. And here's what I came back and said, and here was my actual feelings on it. I said anyone who made an excuse needs to read discipline equals freedom and extreme ownership by Jocko Willink. I said that simply because if you read those two books, you're going to learn a lot about yourself and about leadership in general because extreme ownership says, Hey, if there's a problem, it's you that needs to find the solution. So let's say I have an issue with you, Jeff. It could be that I didn't train you properly in a certain area that I'm asking you to perform a task in, but my training was so poor that you're not able to do it at a high level. Now, there are cases where maybe you're just not fit for the job. In that case, I should make a determination as a leader and say, okay, you're not fit for the job. I need to find someone else who is. Mm-hmm. So simply said, it's not allowing ourselves to make excuses for whatever it is our failure points are. We're, we're in control of those, of those failure points. To continue my post, I said, we are professionals. We have forecasted this turn that we are currently seeing. We should have planned ahead and built our business up to not see a slowdown. And what I meant by that is, you know, if you know that a slowdown is coming, if you look at your gas tank and you're driving down the interstate and your gas tank says it's a quarter tank till E, you see a sign that pops up that says last gas station for the next hundred miles. What do you do? You probably pull over and try and find some gas in the next exit. Right. What do some people do? Some people look down, their counter says 108 miles. So empty. They're like hundred miles next gas station. We're good. And they keep trucking. Right. Kind of like when we went to go get my truck. Yes. Well, that was, a, that was a purposeful there. That was one of those things that's like, we're going to take this thing as far as it can go. But what happened? So the little ticker said 140 miles to empty. And what mm-hmm. happened? We got about 100 miles in the trip, and we were struggling on the gas forefront. Yeah. You know, we needed to replace what we had used. So we made the proper decision and stopped. We didn't say, you know what, it said this, and now it's that. Now, granted, if I would have drove it like a normal human being, it probably would have made it the whole way. Maybe. But, you know, you don't drive a go-kart, a.k.a. a Kia Soul, not like a Mario Kart. At least I don't. <laughs> but that has to do with our planning. So I said, like I told my assistant the other day, the market, the market may slow down for some, but we're going to go out and get what's ours, and I'm not going to be affected by the slowdown in the market. Get out there and hustle. Whatever you did before that worked, do the same thing twice as hard. The business is there. But it's being lost to less than five deal-a-month producers, which is true. Here's the one thing that we see in our market. We see these people that are producing. Andrew Cady, I'm going to use him for an example. He's producing you know, 20, 25 deals a month, you know, and he's consistently doing that. He is a mega producer by every sense of the means. Now, there's some people out there that are clouding the market doing two or three deals a month. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand. People, that have to make a living. Maybe that's the only way they make a living. You know, is, is they produce a couple of deals here and there and they get their paychecks and they're happy and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm getting at is you have people that aren't producing a whole lot, which means they aren't seeing the same experiences. And that's who's clouding the waters. That's who's taking business that should be ours. Right. Well, as a mega producer, as a professional, or as a person that is in the top of their game, we should go out and seize those. Because let me ask you this, Jeff, and you're, I'm going to use you for an example. When you got your lift done, mm-hmm. Okay. Would you have taken your truck to the shop that just opened up that's done, you know, two or three trucks in their history? Or would you have taken it to the place that you did take it to that's done hundreds of lifts since the time they opened? The one that did hundreds. It's just like
1: if I were to get brain surgery, I probably would want the one from the guy that's done it a few times.
0: Yeah, or the girl. Right. But either way, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. So we're losing these deals to the five deals or less a month producers. And honestly, that's being gracious. Realistically, it's the two to three deal a month producers. You take 10 of those people, that's 30 deals a month that are being lost to people that have no business originating some deals, not all, you know, because maybe they're really good at conventional or VA or or USDA or something like that, but maybe they're not the best at something else. The thing is, is they outworked most people in most cases. I said, so get your ass out there, get your shit together and stop making excuses for being mediocre. Because what people were doing, you would see a lack of inventory. Yeah, that's a great excuse. Mm-hmm. But yet yeah, there's still people out there crushing it and closing deals, and those are the people that aren't excuse makers. So not to mention, which one of you wants to go home and tell your spouse and your kids know they cannot have something because mommy or daddy did not plan ahead and now the pipeline is dry? When you make an excuse, you're making it okay to excuse your family's needs and desires. You're reducing their net worth and not from a monetary standpoint. What I simply meant by that is you're telling your family that their needs and everything that you work for and everything that you go and uh, you can't spend time with your family at work. Let's face it. So if you're going to be here 8-10 hours a day, you might as well be doing something to make your time spent with them better. That doesn't just include a monetary thing. I'm not saying, hey, go there and make a bunch of money because your family deserves a shit ton of money. And that's what happens. But if you're stressing because you have two or three deals in your pipeline, the time you're spending with your family isn't as well spent because you're more worried about where the next paycheck's gonna come from. You're looking at your refrigerator and it's empty and it's drying up because there's no food in there and you know your next paycheck's gonna be zero dollars. Why? Because it was piss poor planning in the first place. Now, hopefully, people that are listening, they have some savings set aside and maybe their refrigerator's not lacking it, but that savings will only go so far before that dries up as well. You tend to see this a lot with loan officers and them having, you know, three, four deals a month. And then the next month they have zero. Then the next month they have three or four. Then the next month they have zero. It's a roller coaster effect because they take all the time that they should have spent originating and they spend it on doing things like focusing on the, the current prizes, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it, we see it. I mean, you've seen it through your years of oh, being yeah. in the industry. I, I mean, I've been on that side of the fence myself too before. Right. And you have to correct that ship. You do. And, and the thing is, is that's a tough side of the fence to be on because I've been there too, because there was a point in my career where I just cared about getting by and that was it. I didn't need fancy things. I didn't need, you know, I was the guy that would sit there and say, why would you do all that? You don't need all that stuff. A human being only needs so much, which that's true. Your average human being does only need so much to get by. You need the basics. And that is true. But I don't spend my time coming to work every day to just provide the basics. You know, Not to mention that my responsibility is to make sure that you're fed, mm-hmm. that my underwriters can stay in business because there's business coming through to, to help soak up the cost of their salaries, to make sure that the people that gave me the opportunity to work, that I'm fulfilling their needs as far as financial needs and things like that as well. So when we look at it, when we're doing piss poor planning, we're not just affecting just us. It's a chain reaction all the way down the line. You know, all the way down to the furthest person in the transaction or the people in the transaction. You know, the fact of the matter is everybody knows I specialize in VA, but I do all sorts of loans. There's no question about that. The thing that I see is if I don't sharpen my tools and constantly grow and constantly focus, then maybe one of these one or two or three deal a month producers gets a hold of one of my veterans. What does that mean for them? Well, that means that they're not going to have as great a service as they should have had. Because somebody that doesn't do a lot of deals is now doing that deal for them. So now they suffer. Maybe they miss their deadline. Maybe that person has to stay in a hotel for a couple days with their family and throw all their stuff in storage. Like that's a very uncomfortable place to put people. Mm -hmm. You know, so me doing what I do best, I need to make sure that I'm out there and that I'm constantly grinding. So I am able to work with the people that I deserve to work with. You know, I'll give you an example. This weekend, one of our agents, they sent a client to me. And I got to talking to them, and we talked about their current situation and everything else. And I did something that most people won't do or don't do. Can you guess? A question that I asked them that most people wouldn't ask. (laughs) A real question. There's a lot of those. (laughs) A qualifying question that you would ask a person that if you're qualifying them for a loan, you want to know, hey, there's certain things that could make a difference in the type of program that that person's in. What is the question that I would have asked that most people wouldn't have asked? Are you a veteran? Yes, and you know what? That made a night or day difference on this person's qualification. It took them from qualifying for one loan and maybe just scraping by to definitely, without a doubt, qualifying. Well, it's a big deal. I mean, it's it, a huge it, deal. I mean, we both know the the the
1: benefits of, of a veteran loan, obviously, right? But the you know the benefits of a veteran loan or whatever the loan program is is the determine or it's the It means the difference between having money to put into the house when you actually get into it or actually still having some of your savings or having nothing.
0: Right. Well, not only that, but they fought to earn this right and to earn this particular loan type that allows them in a lot of cases to purchase a home with no money out of pocket for the purchase price. They may have to bring down payment or I'm sorry, they may have to bring closing costs and things like that, but they're able to finance 100 percent of the property. With no what? With no mortgage insurance. Right. And the other thing is, as long as they have eligibility, they're able to do this. So if I haven't put myself out there and and worked my butt off to let people know that this is what I specialize in, I may never have seen that deal. Well, and that's something
1: that you've instilled in in yourself as far as asking that question. It's
0: become... One of our old podcast it's, subjects. It's, right. Consistency. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's consistent. It's commonplace. I'm going to ask you every, literally every person I talk to about a mortgage to say, are you a veteran? It's the most important mm-hmm. question that you could ask somebody. Speaking of veterans, I want to take a moment of silence here for Mr. John McCain. Passed away, 81 years old. Yeah. Was a POW in Vietnam for six years. Yeah. Like, Dude. Imagine being in a prison for six years. No. No. In in another country, not just here. In a country that hates the country you're from. Yeah. You know, it's got to be the worst, worst place. We're going to take a quick moment of silence. And think about Mr. McCain and his family. So great loss to the country, though. You know, regardless of political views or anything like that, John McCain was a true hero. You know, he did things that a lot of people these days wouldn't have the balls to do. No. Nah. Or if you're a female, whatever, females have them make them tough. Females are kind of tough they're all the way around. They're tougher than us. They are. <laughs> they're kind of tough all the way around. You know, like women are moms. Yeah, they're tough. And being a mom is probably the hardest. Like I'm a father. I have two kids. Okay. Shannon's got three kids. So I have three kids in all technicalities. But she can do like superwoman stuff that I can't do. Like she'll just sit there and I'm like, do you not hear the fucking kids screaming? And she's like, no, I tune them out. I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> I can put noise canceling headphones on and cannot
1: tune them out. Even even women that aren't mothers. Like, you know, I've dated obviously in the girls and, you know, and I get sick. If I get a cold or the flu or something like that, I'm, I'm, I'm completely done. I'm a wimp. Right. But a girl can get a cold. And you'd never even know she had a cold. She's just trucking right along. Dude, that's – so. How I call they it, do
0: that, I have no idea. I call it the man flu. <laughs> like, when you get sick, it's almost like death. You're just like, oh, my God. I'm like, I can't yeah, move. I can't function. Yeah. And, you, like, your temperature gets taken, and it's 99.2 degrees instead yeah. of 98.6. Like, you're not really that sick, but we're so dramatic about it. We're like, yeah. oh. God, please help me. I'm going to die. Like, I know when I get you're sick. you not so much. You, you ignore the, last the time fact I was that you're pinned. sick. I know, but the last time I was pinned down, remember, I, was in, I stayed at home in bed for like two days, Yeah, which yeah. is rare. And I, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, am I just being lazy or am I just really sick? No, you're really sick at that point. Right. Well, and I usually get it twice a year. I'll get really sick. I'm good for, you know, the rest of the year, but two times a year, I'll get really sick. And usually it's the change, the big change of season, not yeah. the springtime to summer. It's usually like fall to winter, mm-hmm. you know, winter to spring. That's when I just, I get injured and i Or you I'm catch down. the
1: death on the plane coming back from somewhere.
0: You know, I travel so much that that's like, it's commonplace. You know, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to, it just, it happens. So I juice myself up with as much vitamins and everything else as I can take. I drink, I drink a bunch of water and I try to feel better and try to kind of pull forward. You know, the big thing is, once again, we fall back to the consistency. We fall back to... Doing the things that it takes, the money making activities. You know, when we when we leave for work in the morning, my kids, I don't give them a kiss and a hug, and give Shannon a kiss and a hug, and say, "All right, guys, see you later," so I can come and fucking hang out and not do anything for the day. Right? Like that's a waste of time. I might as well just sit at home, fuck I'd around in the garage. I'd rather something. stay at home. Right. So when you get up to the, go to the office. You have to do what it takes in order. I mean, why the fuck are you there? Yeah. You know, you're there to make money, you're there to make relationships, you're there to help people get into their mortgage or buy their new home or. Whatever it is, whatever need that you are servicing in the job that you hold, you're there for a purpose. Yeah. You know, and consistently doing those things is how you build the reputation of being the best at what it is you do. Even delivering the mail. Oh, my God. Don't even fucking get me started on that. (laughs) You know, I I will say this much. Our mail delivery lady today, she did bring our package early, which is great because typically the package doesn't show up until like four. And so I'm sitting here. I'm like half the day shot as far as getting the couple things I wanted to get done because the mail is not going to get here. And I'm thinking, how could I call Amazon and be like, stop sending our shit USPS? <laughs> you know? And it's, it's really not her fault. I will say this much. You know, We're the last stop because if you look at the route, yeah. we're literally the last stop. We're right next to the post office. So what else is she going to do? You yeah. know, she can't reverse it. But today she did. Today she saw a package with our name on it. She brought it up to us and said, here you go. You know, She identified that we had a certain need. And that's where needy, <laughs> well, and like you
1: say, you know you go to work not only to provide for your family or provide for yourself if you're in my shoes um but you go to work to serve people yeah and and if you're why would you leave your family to go to serve people if you're not gonna do the
0: best you can do right well, and the biggest thing is is no matter what you do, and I've said this before, you could be a shit scooper. Yeah. But if you're going to be a shit scooper, be the best be one. Be the there. best you can be at it. Right. If you're seeing a turn forecast in your market, which we've been talking about this for months, you mm-hmm. know, we've been talking about this for at least nine months, if not longer. Every professional out there is saying, hey, we're going to see a mini recession. We're not going to see people losing their homes and everything else, but eventually the affordability factor of purchasing a home has gone away. Mm-hmm. Prices go up. Rates go up. One has to give. That's where you see the recession. So knowing this, knowing that companies like Bank of America just laid off 600 loan officers or people that had to deal with the mortgage loan operations. Mm-hmm. They laid off 600 people. Like how much bigger of a red flag do you need to say, hey, it's time to get your ass up and start doing some work? I mean, that's sinking your battleship there. I mean, the battleship is so, already sunk. Yeah, You know, like you're, you're standing on the mast that's holding up the flag and you're hoping that somebody comes by and picks you up before you drown. You know, and so seeing those things like you mentally, you think people would be like, hey, I've got to do more of what I'm doing that works. You know, I've got to grind harder. You take an athlete, for example, an athlete looks at the finish line and they're neck to neck with this person that's next to them. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're both after that same goal, which is the gold trophy, the gold cup, whatever it is. The gold is what they're after. Sure. And so some one of those two people has it in their mind more that they're going to win this race. And when I say has it in their mind more, I don't mean that neither one of them want to win or both of them, you know, one kind of wants to win. The other one just happens to be up the first place position just for the hell of it. Like one of it has it set in their mind that they're at the end. They're going to do something extra to get them to where they need to be. Right. There's a strategy. And they may think that, but what do they do before that? It's preparation, right? It's all about how you prepare. And that's what I was getting at. It's the person that spent more time conditioning. It's the person that spent that extra 30 minutes in the gym or the person that went to the gym on that day that they didn't really want to go. Or maybe they skipped that cheeseburger. That's
1: like us every day. Going Uh, to the gym when we don't really want to
0: go. I mean, it's not exactly. You know, I, I, I read it best. Somebody had mentioned that. Um, they're no longer going into the gym because it's an obsession. They're just going to be healthy, and they don't care about having this great physique and everything else. And I don't either. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to be able to pick my kids up when they want to be picked up, and walk up the stairs with them, and, and be in decent shape. I don't want you know six pack abs and rip muscles and everything else. I'm over that shit. No, but your little boy's fast, man. You got to be able to keep up with he him. He is very fast. He will take off like no other, and he's he's full of personality. <sighs> But, like, the gate that goes upstairs. Oh, yeah. He knows how to open that now, doesn't he? Rowan knows how to open it, which yeah. is even worse than him because she'll open it, let herself up, and close it behind her, and he's at the gate screaming he wants to go upstairs, <laughs> too. So, but, yeah, the second that opens up, dude, it's like a, a thoroughbred race up the stairs. I mean, he's gone. But it's know? preparation. Like you said, it's, it it's, is.
1: it's getting prepared for the things that we're going to run into so right. that we can weather
0: the storm. Exactly. So that extra little burst at the end that that person that prepared better – It's the burst they have to make the Mm win,
1: And then when the storm's over, guess what happens? It rains again. It gets better. It does. It gets better because not only have you prepared and weathered the storm because you've done more of what it takes to do the normal things. Right. You're in a situation now where you're more conditioned
0: for a great market. Right. And the conditioning, like I said, you know, in our market, you have to have it. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, so... That's the big thing. I mean, and this goes for for loan officers. This goes for realtors. This goes for any profession. But I want to give you guys that are listening, the guys and girls that are in real estate in in mortgages. This isn't going to get any better. You know, rates are going to continue to rise. Inventory is going to continue to shrink. More Home people prices, will get their licenses. Homes will stay on the market longer. Yeah. And yes, you're right. After more people get their licenses, that means there's even less inventory for you and your family to mm-hmm. have. So stop letting other people tell you no, and stop letting other people tell your family no, because that's essentially what's happening. When you don't make that paycheck, you have to tell your family no, and guess what? You have to tell them no, because somebody else made that decision for you, because you didn't work your ass off in order to go out there and get it. So stop making the fucking excuses, get out there, get it done, and take what's yours. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope that you have a fantastic week. Jeff? What do you think of the new mic, dude? I love it. You love it, but you can't hear it. But I can hear it, and I love it, too. But I'm going to bring
1: some headphones in, too, and I'll look just as cool. Shut up.
0: All right. (laughs) Thanks again for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, guys. Thanks again for tuning in to the AJ Nashville Podcast. Let me take a second to thank our sponsors, the people that make it possible for me to be in your ears on a week-to-week basis. Thanks again for tuning in. House on the Rock Home Inspection with Dave Ganatra. You can feel free to reach his team at 615 717 7,900. Let me tell you, when it comes to protecting your greatest asset that you ever purchase, Dave's got you covered. Builders fear this man. Feel free to reach out to his team. Once again, 615-717-7900.